And it's your girl, Mila the Brave, on Let's Get Into. So I hope everybody had a great weekend. Yes. Everybody had a great weekend. We're going to go ahead and jump into our Monday. And uh, I hope everybody has a great start to your week. Um, but just in le- regular let's get into it fashion, let's go ahead and break it down. So, Billion Dollar, one thing that really, really, really caught my interest last week when uh, that chick had a real meltdown in Walmart. Anyway, full headline, girl, you good? Social media reacts to a woman having a meltdown in Walmart after cutting people in line. Now, I'm going to go ahead and hold off, but how did you feel when you saw this? I mean, honestly, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and I don't mean to be insensitive, mm-hmm. but I mean, come on. You know, this is a video of this woman at the self checkout section in Walmart. And the guy is like, hey, like, did you realize there was a line? And she just like instantly goes into this explosive meltdown and like I mean she's screaming like oh my god walk <coughs> and it's just like why are you acting like this like you're mm-hmm. getting like emotional from somebody telling you what you did wrong and it was nothing big right like it was a lie like you cut the line and I mean, think about how everybody else feels. You're just jumping in, going straight to the checkout when we were here first. Like, you know, so right. I mean, she she just did the most. And it was hilarious to me. I'm like, girl, like, it, it's one of the, like, another episode of, sorry, I'm sorry, everybody, for my opinion. But white people, sometimes they are dramatic when it comes to these things. And I feel like I never see black people do this. I never see any other races do this where they have this big meltdown of being confronted about something that they should know. It's like common sense. Mm-hmm. Line here. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a video before of a woman just like exploding and going off and crying, like, you know, screaming. And everybody's like, ma'am, calm down, calm down. And you have the person recording. And they're just like, oh my God, they're making it worse by recording. Okay. You're making it worse by crying. Like, mm-hmm. What if mm-hmm. You know, and I just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. see sometimes some women, I'm not all white people, you know, I'm not, definitely not saying that. Right, right. Like, from what I've seen, some of these white white women get just so, like, I mean, out of their mind. And I think that it's a tactic to get their way, you know, I mean, mm. because it's like, why are you, you know, to show out and, and start crying and make you make it seem like you're having an emotional breakdown. It's. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. It's a way to really make the situation spin to yours, you know? So, yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, come on, you cannot be kidding me. Like, this is this is ridiculous that she's acting like this. She's a grown-ass woman, <laughs> you know? Right, right. I can I can totally agree. Um, I'm going to definitely have a spin on it and have a devil's advocate, but I'm just going to go ahead and go with what I agree on. It kind of almost reminded me about, I don't know if you recall that, uh, jogger was it some white lady and she had her dog yes. uh, with that black man right and she just really over exaggerated the situation only to find out later that 
she was being racist. So I can definitely agree with that. It, It definitely is. There seems to be some semblance of white privilege, except white woman privilege of you just called me out on something and now I'm going to play victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really upsetting because <clears throat> what are we supposed to do? Excuse your disrespect uh, or the violation of the rule that everybody has to follow just because mm-hmm. you want to sit here and, and, you know, I don't know, cry rape, so to speak. Um, so that is a little... I felt like her reaction was a bit excessive, but you know, I mean, it is, it is fair to also consider that, you know, anxiety and intense fear tend to go on an all time high after someone does. It's literally a primary response after somebody does endure rape. I mean, you even have some researchers find that it's, it's a pertinent issue within three weeks following that. I mean, I did take note of the fact that she did say, you know, I just did get raped. Um, you know, it wasn't too long ago. If I, if I do recall, she said something along those lines. Um, and then usually after when it is fresh, you do have that ongoing fear, especially if, I don't know, maybe if someone may have reminded you of an individual that might have raped you or uh, if your surroundings have triggered you into uh, thinking that you you may have gotten raped. Um Mm-hmm. And just just that overall fear of, uh, you know, something is about to to happen to you. Um, I will say that it can be uncomfortable if someone's pushing up on you or whatever. But I yeah. feel like even being someone that you know we we've all had traumas. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of times when women do speak of things like this, you know, there's a proportionate amount of women who have endured uh, sexual assaults. Um, and, and, and trauma that is quite similar to this. Um, but I will say what is comforting and knowing that that a man isn't just pushing up on my shoulder. And it is just to remind me, that, hey, uh, miss, you violated. So yeah. for me, like, that's, yeah, that's why a it's valid a valid point. Yeah, if that were mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. Like, a situation. But, you know, such right. a general like, hey, we're in line mm. and you cut the line right 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 use of you know being you know assaulted as the reason why you were triggered because you know like right I, right it's so hard you know a, a lot of the cases it, you know it could be that reason behind it but mm-hmm. I, I don't think i don't think that that was i think that you know you think she was probably just you activating her woman privilege wwp yes (laughs) right for sure yes definitely (laughs) that should be a new one w squared p or wwp that's definitely one (laughs) gotta be something out there but yeah i that is kind of annoying and i think that women should really well white women really should be careful with that and i'm not saying other nationalities don't i mean other you know ethnicities don't play people should really watch that it's almost like you know the boy who cried wolf you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to watch you always saying, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, or trying to ex- pull that card because, you know, God forbid, if, you know, that does happen or something more transpired, it's going to be like, all right, girl, you, a couple weeks ago, all right, we saw you on social media and you really were being, you know what I mean? So people really should 
be careful because I mean, one thing we don't realize is there's a lot of manipulative people out here and they will manipulate a situation, even a situation where to me, that's not something to poke fun at or that's not something to use at your advantage. You know what I'm saying? If you're really going through whatever you're going through, I get it. But to use that just so you can cut in line, sweetie, I hope that is not the case because that is insane. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this. It was hilarious. That initial uh, facial expression that black woman had. <laughs> she was like, I, hey, like, you're doing a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, awesome. all right, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no. it was just such a dramatic situation that uh, I found it funny, but also found, found it annoying. She- I'm a stand my ground. She's like, I'm a stand my ground. I was I was cracking up. When she was crying, I I mean I was laughing, you know, and I'm sorry, but if I was there, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I would have been like looking at her like she was crazy. I mean, it's just like I would have. I would have because you're an adult, you know, and you're not saying that you couldn't have triggering moments that, you know, even strangers could couldn't activate, but it's like honestly, I would think that if the tables were turned, she would have been mm. somebody, you know, to cut the line, you know, and it would have been like, make right. Oh my God, but you cut the line, you know. So where are we going right. to draw the line? You know, you just right, right. to play your way. You wanted to spin the narrative of the situation and, I, you know. Right. Even the workers were like, calm down, ma'am. Like, please, calm down. And she just kept going. <clears throat> she, she really wanted to milk it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's definitely unfortunate. But um, yeah, I I I I'm gonna go ahead and, and pick a side too. Um, I hope she's not that went through trauma, but it, it is looking very much WWP. So I'm gonna put a stamp on that. It's it WWP. Once I get some sound effects in here, it's a wrap, guys. Just want you to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we working on it. Yeah. It's, it's about to get real. By the way, guys, we are working on an intro song. So, like, we're really taking this podcast thing. It's 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 going to be a thing. But, you know, everything is new. Everything's going to come together. And that's going to be the beautiful part of this, you know, you guys experiencing this with us because you will see the growth of this podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, you know, you know, we're, we're doing all kinds of things to ensure that, you know, you get the best quality. Um, it's a great experience and, and, and we're definitely looking forward to see the longevity of this podcast. But anyway, um, on to the next topic at hand. So got this on the neighborhood talk. Uh, this one really stood out. I don't know if, um, I mean, last week, the Dahmer movie on Netflix was all the rage. Like it was all everybody could talk about. It was number one. Netflix last week for a bit. That's the crazy thing how Netflix is. Something will be number on for number one for a couple days, and then like a couple days after, it's like, what the heck? It's not even on the list anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, anyway, isn't it, it isn't was, it still the isn't it still number one? I I'm gonna look again. I swear, last like when I looked yesterday, it's a whole other count. But I don't know if it's like a different count per category or what. I need to pay more attention. But good depiction and like me I I don't want this to come out strange or anything but I've always had a curiosity in like you know reading about serial killers and 
Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson were, were the two that I've always uh, had interest in reading. Um, it's not like guys don't get any ideas. I don't want to be a serial killer or anything. I, I, <laughs> I believe in what goes around comes around and I believe in an eye for an eye and I don't even believe in putting harm on other people. But it's just for me, I can't seem to understand how a person gets to a point in life where they want to hurt somebody. They want to take somebody out of this world and play God, you know, just because, oh, I don't know, you know, they have some kind of brain imbalance or chemical imbalance. And, you know, I just don't understand how these, I mean, watching the movies and reading about these, you, you tend to see a correlation as far as where they start and a lot of people just having trauma in their life, which we all do, but what they allow that trauma to do is basically take over their life and shape them. And I'm saying our trauma doesn't shape us, but I think for the most part, I would say trauma, we try to find a way to live with it as best as we can. So for me, I don't understand how a serial killer comes to a point where they basically want to bask. That, I mean, that's what it seems like to me. They're basking in their trauma and indulging and giving into the dark side. And I mean, I think it's just too easy to give into the dark side. Why, you know what I mean? Like, why don't you fight and come out on top? Yeah. But maybe it's easier said than done. I don't know what serial killers think. But all that to say, um, I did my reading on Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, and... I always thought he was just really freaking weird. I don't understand what, what, how a person gets into, you know, being a necrophilic. I don't understand like how you can even explore that and be like, yep, that's for me. Like the, what? But in the movie, you, you, you see the breakdown and it's yeah. like, okay, like this is still weird, but okay. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was, you know what it is? It's like, is showing the past of his mother to the point where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is what this is what really occurred within him because and I have a very strong belief in you know okay how the mother is raised um then how the mother carried the child and that you know all mm-hmm. that plays a factor into how you are as an adult so you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i mean looking at the show his mom went through like severe anxiety even while she was pregnant now didn't show how she was raised or anything as a child but while she was right she was going through anxiety popping pills so then Mm -hmm. she has him and she's going through anxiety now it ended up coming out that she had postpartum depression Mm -hmm. but i mean this spiral and she was going through this phase with you know through and through even until he was a teenager so right I mean, it just seems like he dealt with the backlash, or not really backlash, but the the um, of um, what she dealt with, you know. So, right. Like, do we blame him now? Yeah, at some point, he should have had a sound mind to understand like this is wrong. But technically, mm-hmm. he couldn't have because even the dad helped him think this. You know, he he taught him how to dissect animals and things exactly. like that. You know, he he introduced this to his life. So mm-hmm. there, there, it, it probably wouldn't have been a, a, even a thought for him. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. introduced and he was exposed to it. Now he has this sick oh, this is something interesting. 
his dad, you know, really, I mean, he kept encouraging him, like, good boy, Jack, you're a good boy, you know, um, you're still into taxidermy or whatever. Yeah, keep at yeah. it. It's like that part right there. You see that your child is already very weird, doesn't have a lot of friends, he doesn't really talk much. I mean, right. So then you socially awkward, him. yeah. Yeah, and you encourage him, bringing home roadkill. Like honestly, what did you expect? And and then you right. know, for him to to turn out, you know, coming, you know, I mean, he, he didn't really come out, but you know, I mean, he was gay or you know, undercover. So like he lured people in but then never really tell the personal people around him like his dad and you know he the dad made jokes all the time like oh you know and I'm sure that you kids talk about girls and I'm sure that you guys do this and that so he never came out and said oh well I actually like guys you know so right yeah I mean I I don't know I just feel like they kind of dropped the ball on him and and then let him be on his own um, for way too long, and then he, you know, got got into this mental. Even know, like he just went off the off the grid with how he thought and what he thought was okay, and that was the right. Part. And it, I totally agree with you. It's like if your parents are introducing these these hobbies to you, um, it's kind of almost like your parents saying. Right. You know what I mean? It's like if they're doing it with you, like, well, it can't be that bad. I mean, shucks, me and my dad do it together. Woo! Like, mm. and just seeing that grow. Um, and I get it as a, you know, I'm not a parent, but I could, I can empathize with the desire to try to find anything that you can to bond with your child just to feel a sense of closeness, especially if you feel like, you know, you're neglecting them or you're not giving them what you feel like they need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I do think that he basically, I hate to say it, but he cultivated a killer in a sense. Yeah. Um, they always say they always say that killers start with killing animals. That's the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you'll see later. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drop anything. I'm not. But if you're gonna be like, whoa, yeah, because I didn't get see. far. I'm like in the second yeah. or third. So episode. I'm just gonna say towards the end, you're gonna really see. You're gonna be like, oh, whoa, okay. I wish they they really would have studied his brain. I do, and that's the thing. Like, they don't understand what they did by denying that because every time they decide to take the time to study people that are very different, like you know when they studied Aaron Hernandez's brain and all that, they're doing a favor to society because we all know there's gonna be that that person. There's right. going to be, exactly. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, how can we see the signs? How can we further study it? How can we understand, you know, what makes a person a necrophiliac? Is there a way we can stop it? Is there a cure? Like, we need to be able to study these things so we could have a better understanding. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that was the big, another way they dropped the ball. You know, and at the end of the day, I get it trying to respect your your child's wishes. But at the end of the day, sweetie, you didn't respect how the heck I wanted you to turn out, dear. <laughs> I didn't want you to turn out into a killer. Okay. So you already you already took so much away from humanity. Yeah. So I'm gonna give back 
to humanity by at least allowing them to understand what makes an individual like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see, and I think they did, I think they did society and it might sound dramatic, but I think they did the society a huge disservice by not allowing scientists to, 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 to study his brain. But, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's wicked. It's wild. Um, just seeing that whole story, I, I really love how, first of all, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I love Evan Roger, uh, Evan Peters. I have been following him on American Horror Story. I mean, that's where I know him. If he wasn't oh. something before that, I'm maybe I'm pretty sure he was, but I don't know. But yeah. I just know of him from American Horror Story. And I was always intrigued by his ability to really be able to, to, to just to allow himself to, to sink so deep in the mm-hmm. character, they always have him play someone very peculiar. To be yeah. quite frank, on American Horror Story, there is a um, a hotel. So in, 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 I don't know, you watch American Horror Story? Um, I did, you know, like for the first, uh, I don't know, it was a lot of seasons that I, I watched, but the right. most recent, maybe last two or three, I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to catch up. So in the, the hotel one, and this is basically, oh, this was, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you recall, but he played Jeffrey Dahmer in that. Oh, he did. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah. And he had yeah, and he had the drill. And I kid you not, when I saw him do that, the first thing I thought in my head, I said, they need to have, they need to they need to have this cat play Jeffrey Dahmer. He is gonna nail it. And I said it. Like I was like, he is if they have this cat pay play Jeffrey Dahmer, he is gonna nail it. Yeah. And sure enough, when I saw he was, oh, that's all I had to see. I didn't even know this movie was coming out. I found out last week and uh, a friend told me, well, Evan Peters is playing. I said, oh, get out. Get out of here. I said, so let me tell you something. That was a whole nother excitement that I couldn't yeah. even wrap my head around. It was like the best birthday present for me. One, a serial killer that I'm intrigued about because he's a complete nut. And by pl- played by the actor I love, I could yeah. I could hardly contain myself. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I adore Evan Peters. Every time I find out he's in something, I want to watch it. He is somebody I feel if I was an actress, I would be like that. But I feel like there, that comes with a lot. Being able yeah. to just get so into character. I mean, Honestly. I. Yeah, I, I don't know how he tapped into that role. Mm-hmm. It was honestly very scary. I, I watched how, you know, I mean, he even nailed it with the Milwaukee accent. Like, yes! Everything. It was like, like, what? Wow. Yeah, he, he definitely tapped in. And, and that's, it can kind of be, I mean, it's amazing and impressive. Yeah. It's kind of scary because even, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger. So yeah. Well, it sent him mm-hmm. into, you know, into a depression. And yes. That's scary. You know? And he and he had and a very similar thing happened to Evan. And that's why I'm like, somebody go check on him. Because yeah. he had to literally take a break from American Horror Story because it was so intense. How deep yeah. getting character. So like, I, I hope somebody's checking on him because this was a lot to get into. This, yeah. and then it's a real person too. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it wasn't like a fictional, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. 
you know, how do you, I bet these people get so lost into the character, but to even imagine that this is a real person, it, mm. that, it, he must be, he might need some months, maybe a year, you know what I mean, to really yeah. get himself together. I mean, but we can praise him for that. And it's true, but you know, at what cost? You know, sometimes I'm just curious, at what cost? Um, and so it, it kind of like even plays into, you know, the, the, topic of the you know post that they yes. put out i just i just um, wanted to give a little background y'all sorry <laughs> <laughs> but you know and i mean that's you know a lot of information needed because uh some people haven't really tapped in or even know who this person is you know right. so um but it, it brings it back to the post i mean you look at jeffrey dahmer look at the guy that plays him and say wow he's an amazing actor he did a, a fantastic job and then we look at um you know, Little Murder, uh, well, the original guy that plays him, I forget his name, but, you know, mm-hmm. you look at his, his character, and, you know, and then say, oh, well, he he played this character way too well. Like, we have questions. I'm right. Like, oh, what's the difference? Because we right, right, right. About how he, I mean, we could, one could say that he played that way too well. Like, is he really a serial killer? Is he really gay? You know what I'm saying? How, and his how name is J. Alfonso Nicholson. Sorry, J. Okay. Alfonso Nicholson, by the way. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. This young man, I mean, he played him very well. And honestly, I didn't, when I, when the, when I first started the show, P Valley, I didn't think he was gay. You know, and then I mm-hmm. the little, little things that he was doing with Uncle Cliff. And, you know, and I'm like, okay. I, I mean, and so the second episode, or the second season, it really showed, you know, the background for him. You know, he was in prison or I think in jail, whatever, with the guy that was, you know, one of his best friends. And they ended up, you know, falling. Oh, yeah, Teak. Like yeah. And even that was like, OK, I mean, he's not he's he's playing the, the role very well. I don't think he's playing it so well that he's, you know, we can question, OK, is this really him in real life? I mean, right. Yeah, this is his job. And I mean, you know it's sad that they can spin it like that. Then, you know, social media, um, you know, people that are out here critiquing these shows and these movies that could really spin it. And, and it's sad. It's like, he's a black man. I feel like that was more um, of a, not even a, a coincidence. It was like ironic, like, okay, y'all gotta think that he's really gay, but wouldn't think that somebody else is gay for the roles that they play, you know? So it was like, right. okay, what makes, what's the difference here? And I honestly believe that if, if you know, black people can sometimes, you know, and I feel like the majority of the criticism came from black people. Um, but I do feel like with that, it's like we tend to look at our look at each other, look at ourselves and, and judge mm-hmm. way more mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. anyone else. You know, because what right. a lot of a lot of the people that are watching this Jeffrey Dahmer show are are, are black too. Uh, you know, this right, have tuned in to P Valley. Yeah. Exactly. So the the variety of people that are watching both shows, you know, is is it's it's a lot of us. So it's like, okay, if our if the audience that are black, you know, is critiquing the show and saying, Okay, well, this is weird. Like why would, you know, Jay Alfonso play the role so well but praise Evan for, you know, playing it so well? Like why right. I, I just don't understand that logic. And it's kinda sad because us as black people we do that a lot, you know try to bring each other down and or find any in any way um to just i don't know like make it seem like it's something different and for right. what reason i don't i think that that's maybe like a past 
right together right it's sad i honestly i I don't see what the logic is in that i don't i don't either i mean this post it stood out to me um i think that is definitely giving crabs in a barrel um it's definitely giving massage noir um and i just don't like that i mean it's it's I feel that, you know, liberal or free black men, bad rap, you know, um, well, no, maybe it's not misogynoir because that's prejudice against black women. But I think it's just, it's a little bit of like this whole black misogyny thing, you know, this toxic masculinity. Um, and it's like, you know, it, it kind of goes into the conversations of how, um, I, I, don't, I forgot that one man that's an actor. He also plays in American Horror Story sometimes, but he has very flamboyant outfits. I actually really like him. But I remember, I think he came to like one of the Grammys or the Emmys or something in a very flamboyant oh. outfit. Yeah, and everybody just, you know, made a big deal out of it and was like, oh, they're trying, they have an agenda. And it's like, why does it have to be agenda? They're, like, like there are black homo, you know, homosexuals going here. It's just like yeah. there's white homosexuals. Like, it's like why does it have to be deemed as a bad thing? So it's like I guess where I'm coming from is even if Jay Alfonso was a homosexual, why is this the topic of discussion? Right. You know, yeah. it's just like if Evan Peters, we don't know what Evan is. Yeah, we've yeah. seen him date women, but. He could be a bisexual. Why is anybody giving him hell on his sexuality? Mm-hmm. You know and what I'm saying? So, to his sorry. defense, Jay Alfonso is actually married with kids. Married? Yeah. But you know what? They're going to try to play that whole, oh, she's a beard. Right. He's on the D low. You know, they like to play them games. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's, there's always a rebuttal. And it's like, come on. Like, you just want him. Why? But you know what I mean? You just want. The, the poor guy is taking so much. Why can't people just take a take a role and act mm-hmm. as it? That's why it's yeah. acting. It wouldn't be acting if you really were. You're just being yourself. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We should we should just be impressed that both of them were able to be that free and be that open to act as homosexuals. Mm-hmm. is what it is and I feel like they're just reading too much into it and they're taking it personal like you know oh we lost another one no dude like he's acting relax stop giving I mean, him so much shit about him acting it's, it's, it's stupid to be honest I mean we don't look at Tyler Perry and like oh he plays Medea too well like is he a woman come on man like realistically <laughs> if it's if it's a movie or a show even if it is based on a real story, I just don't look at it all as real because even with the the real story, did they really get real information? I mean, we can we can see what they put together, you know. And they always say these shows can some of it can be a little fabricated to create the story, you know. So a hundred percent of it isn't always real anyway. So you know, I mean, it's just like, come on, you know that what could could potentially be something that's made up or some little added piece in there. So we know it's not a hundred percent real. So, I mean, but they're just doing their job. They're doing what they're paid to do. Act it out. Right. Given a script, (laughs) they accept the script, you know, like that's really it. Like, why are you reading so deep? Yeah. It's just bad. 
But I, I you know, I, it's for entertainment. This is what we're being. We're be entertained. Stop all the extra stuff. We're just being entertained. And I said, you know, fantastic job with acting as uh, Little Murder. I, I think he does a great job. Yeah, I think they. You know, if they continue with the third season of P Valley, I feel like he could. He needs to be in it. Like, um, I just in whatever other roles that he can get because he's a great actor. And so I love I love his character. Yeah. You know, and I think that it is. And I and I I wonder if it's the shock value of it all. Because Mm -hmm. like and it it sounds really crazy, but (laughs) we're literally watching a series of a homosexual cannibal serial killer. And (laughs) I will say they didn't make the sex scenes as raw and graphic as they did. But I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't have want. Oh, if they would have done too much, I yeah. I could not have sit through that. And that's what I was scared about this Dahmer series. I said, I hope they do it tastefully, and I think they had to do that because it would have been disrespectful to the families. Honestly, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. it just would have been too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was a part of me that was just really terrified. Like, please don't make it too uncomfortable. But I like that they still considered respecting the families that at least because you you, yeah. you do have to consider them um but series. yes i'm excited for you but I, I that's why i wonder if it's more the shock value with with um jay alfonso's character but i i think that black people with anybody any group of people marginalized individuals should understand not having representation in the media and how nice mm-hmm. it is to be represented in the media. You know what I mean? Like, just being a, bis- a bisexual, it is nice to see that representation. And I can understand how, you know, it, it, and, and, it, it, and it's really messed up because homosexual males, it seems as though, I mean, I'm not going to say they don't get any representation, but a female homosexual or lesbians um, are, it, it almost seems as though they're a lot more welcomed to see right. on screen. Because remember, we saw sex scenes between the ladies in P-Valley, but that, that was fine. Yeah. You know, and I, and I don't think it's fair to men. Mm-hmm. But it also... It's a, it's a difference. I think it's a little bit different for even Black people. Um, it's just kind of hard for them to accept because um, we, we see Uncle Cliff and we're like, okay, he's flamboyant. We, we kind of already see it. You know, it's kind of obvious and it's there. Right. With Murda, he appears to be like your average hood guy. Right. I really think it's like that he has that in him. And um, so it is nice to, to see the diversity throughout, you know, homosexuals. If, it, sure. if you're gay, you're gay. You could be you know, flamboyant, you can be, you know, you can dress any kind of way or appear or act any kind of way. It doesn't, it, you being gay doesn't look a certain way, you know? Um, and I don't right. I expect it, you know, so people kind of just have this, like, bias, like, opinion, like, oh, well, why he acting like that? Well, he doesn't look like he could be gay, and you know? So... Right, right. Yeah, because I could even imagine like how it feels. Homosexuality appear. Sorry, guys. Right. No, no, no. I was just gonna say I, I, I like them, you know, giving that representation 
um, because I feel like it's like we we all come in in different looks, shapes, sizes, whatever. So I mean, it's just hey, like it's not always going to be expected. What you see is what you get, and so and then and it's just okay, accept it, you know. Right, but I definitely agree. It is nice to see variance in the you know the homosexual community because everybody thinks that you know all gays are just very flamboyant and not all gay males are flamboyant you know what i mean there is variance and i like that they're being very realistic in their representation as well for sure but both of you both of these guys uh to me exceptional actors um and kudos to them kudos to them and it takes a lot of courage to receive the backlash that um, so, um, power to, I don't know how hard it is for them to have to hear all the time. Mm-hmm. Backlash too, you know, and not everyone's going to like everything. So it's just like, but, you know, but, but Jay Alfonso gets a lot. Um, yeah. but uh, that's a lot of courage and I commend, but I really, I respect Jay Alfonso. That's what's up. Yeah. So. Right, we're gonna go ahead and talk. Um, I think we're just gonna go into Rihanna. <clears throat> so, guys, this was a big deal. Um, like, what did did the news come out today? Right, or uh, I think she posted it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently, Rihanna is gonna be in the Super Bowl halftime performance. We've all been nagging her about <laughs> her performance. You know, the poor woman's like, "All right, I got stuff to do." Okay, I got this makeup line. I got, you know, you know, she's got Fenty Beauty. She's got Savage. It's it's like, you know, this is a lot she has on her plate. She decided to go ahead. Um, and it's nice that she's going to put her performing hat on. I'm, I'm excited. I've always liked Rihanna. To me, she's edgy island kind of rock star vibe. Um, right. She has a vibe that is irreplaceable. Um, and I like it. She's really kick-ass. I like Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love her. I remember um, I had a... So, this was... That was like doing, um, like, care for the disabled. And I got an opportunity. I had um, title, a title account. And mm-hmm. they pretty much were running a contest, like a free, like a free contest that you could win tickets to go see her. And, you know, I just put my bid in, you know, just because, you know, so I'm always like, hey, I could be the lucky one. So Never know. One day I'm in in the middle of working and I see an email pop up from Title, you know, and I'm like, okay, what is this? Oh, congratulations. You won two tickets to see her last concert. Yeah, the anti-tour. What? Like I scream, I'm in the middle of work, you know, and I'm screaming. I'm like the first person I'm calling is my best friend, and I'm, we're about to go. Like I'm telling her, get your stuff ready. We got maybe what two weeks until this concert comes. <laughs> we're gonna get outfits. Like we're we're getting ready, and yeah, it was amazing. We had really close seats. We could see her like right there, and I mean, it was such a great performance. I mean, she just did an amazing job interacting with the audience, and and still being able to do her choreography and sing. Wow. It was amazing. And I'm glad I was able to see it um before because that was our last tour. It was it was great. And I, I love that album. Um 
So she did she did such a good job. So yeah, I'm happy to see her stepping back out, coming back out and doing a perform. Oh my gosh, on the halftime show is gonna be amazing. I already I'm not buying them tickets <laughs> for whatever Super Bowl, wherever they're gonna be. I'm not buying them tickets, but I will watch on TV. And I'm gonna be playing and blasting it on my TV, watching and just enjoying the show. She's gonna break the internet. Like <laughs> I'm I'm just curious to see what song she does. Like oh, I feel yeah. like I am gonna be, you know, my eyes are gonna be lit up. I have a feeling I'm gonna be staring at the screen. Like, leave my eyes, but I'm really excited to see this. Um, it's gonna she be epic. A, um, she, she has such a big catalog. I mean, to perform yeah. all of her songs, I mean, she's gonna have to narrow it down to the hits for sure. For sure, yeah, she's gonna definitely have to. So, I can't even, I can't wait to see what she narrows it down to. So, guys, when is when I know I'm, I'm so out of touch with sports, when will that be? Oh, well, that's going to be in the month of February because it's a Super Bowl. Oh, gosh. Always, okay. Yeah, school is always in the month of February. Um, normally, it's in the beginning, the very, like, first or second week. Third or fourth or fifth, something like that. So sometimes it gets to the, like, teens, you know. But, yeah, it's always the beginning of the month. And I haven't really been watching football a lot lately. Um, but that's one of my things I love to – watch like Sunday night football, Thursday night, you know, Monday night football. I love it. So I'm a very like sportsy girl. Um, and I just, I, I'm excited. I'm actually like, you know, wanting to get back into keeping up with the teams who's drafted and knowing who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. Cause I mean, you know, it's great to watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show, but uh-huh. you want to, you want to watch the show and know what's going on. You want right. to, and, and I mean, honestly, is it, it's an exciting Right. You really get like tuned in. Like you can be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like you just, you get so hooked. And then if you know the players, you know, the quarterbacks and stuff like that, just anybody like, you know, on the teams and then you get your, your favorite team, you know, you start wearing the jerseys and stuff. You get hooked in, see people that wear their jerseys and you're like, wait a minute, are you a Falcons fan? <laughs> you know, or whatever. Right. It's just, yeah. It's, it's very, very fun and exciting, but I can't wait. I can't wait to see her perform. I know it's going to be amazing. I agree because <clears throat> I've kind of been thinking about that too. I don't know anything about sports, but I'm the type of person I get into that. Like, you know, my mom's African, and I say this because, you know, usually you know, a lot of Africans are really just uh, soccer. So yeah. when the World Cup comes around, I'm all the rage. I'm excited about it. But it's like, I can totally relate to wanting to know more than just, you know, the hype of it all. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just want to be able, there's so many different things to be able to vote. Right. And then also, like, for me, the sports, like, even basketball, football, and stuff like that, is because, like, I'm on this whole journey of trying to relate and connect with different individuals. And I feel like sports is just a different category in itself to just kind of sit down and bond with people and relate to another individual so um that's kind of another reason why i'm looking forward to tapping into you know sports as a whole mm-hmm. yeah and like, so i slowly probably get into i'd like to be getting involved with somebody that would have the patience to kind of explain you know different things uh regarding football and stuff like that um because I, mean, I would kind of yeah honestly i think that you 
finding someone and <laughs> telling them, hey, tell me how this goes. You know, men love that. Like, it's nothing right, right, right. that they would enjoy, you know, then to to be able to have their girl sitting watching football with them and into it like they are. Because I've seen a post right. where um, this guy was like, pretty much because uh, the woman asked, oh, well, um, do you getting men getting into relationships like do, do they lose their happiness and he was like yeah like you know the perfect sunday for a man is to get up roll out of bed at like 12 in the morning like 12 in the, in the afternoon um you know eat uh, eat lunch or brunch or whatever and then swing by the bar to watch the football game and enjoy it with your friends and be out until like 11 or 12 at night mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have to have any interruptions or anybody say anything to them and the woman, you know, may really want to be like, oh, well, why do you want to roll out of bed so late? And why do you want to sit here and watch the game so long? And do you really have to sit here and, you know, why can't we just say, oh, you're going to find out what happened in the uh, recap and this, that, and the third. No. You know, sit and watch it with them. If, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're already that type of girl, it's cool. But if you are showing interest, oh, my God, they're going to love that. They eat it up. They're like, what? You want to watch the game with me? Okay. Right. I if think that... Want, I think people have always taken it as when I said I'm not into sports, I think they took it as, oh, well, why even bother? But it's like, no, I mean, I'm not into sports, but I'd like to be, but maybe I should finish that statement. You know, I'd like okay. to. I mean, but I will say I haven't always been this understanding. And I, I can agree with, I really like your explanation of that because we always wanted to be into what we like, right? Yeah. But why don't why wouldn't we think that we don't want to be you know they wouldn't want us to be to what they like mm-hmm. you know and I think I used to be very selfish about that like oh, I don't even understand it I don't even watch it I don't even care mm-hmm. and like and it's yeah. like but I've never really dated someone that was like or has expressed to me that they were like die hard die hard sports fan yeah well you know yes, I mean- um and I think that some people, they, they really aren't like, it's, you, you know, a, a real sports man when you, when you see them, because they tell you, mm-hmm. like, they really <clears throat> are like, like, Hey, you know, like you Cowboys fan, uh, uh-uh. you know, like, you know, if you know sports, you right. Cowboys and Redskins don't click at all. You could be in a whole relationship with a Redskins fan. And they're like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Cause you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> so Damn. I think that you'll know yeah <laughs> it's so serious like they take it so serious and I mean hey when you become a football girl or a football football guy like you'll see it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm definitely excited to, to venture down that path um, but yeah I agree I mean these are different ways to solidify bonds so yeah. why not you know and I, I, I feel like I'd be the type I would really enjoy going to a live game. Like, I always say, like, God, you're going to, like, a, an actual baseball, basketball game or football. Like, imagine the energy in those arenas. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that in itself is an adrenaline rush. So, I don't know. And, I mean, she... Before. That was yeah. very fun. Yeah. It was I can fun. imagine, because I've been to a soccer game at the arena, I think at the, Bal- the, more, the one in Baltimore, and that energy was even awesome. You know what I mean? People chanting, you know, people having pins on their face. Like, I mean, it just, 
that was like an energy and stuff that just pumped you up. So I enjoy that. And I think I just like to see people genuinely happy. So even just the bar experience would be great. Man, you give me a plate of wings. Gosh. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Honestly, women can click with men so easy if they're like sports fans or like, you know, a football man. Because you go to the bar, you know, and wear your jersey. Like men would love, they're like, oh my God, that's so sexy. They wear their jeans and jersey and sneakers, order a, you know, round of drinks get some wings and fries. I mean, and you're going uh, off because the team is winning. Like, they love it. <laughs> right. Really it, it's freaking awesome. And just being there and actually being interested. You know what I mean? Because, like, even me, yeah. like, if I know, like, a guy, you know, I, last relationship I had, um, it was just nice. Like, he would watch my reality shows with me, like The Baddies and even Jocelyn's Cabaret. And, like, just seeing his, like, eyes light up and an excitement and we would kind of talk and be like, man, you see what Jocelyn did? Like, we would just be literally talking about it. And it was just mm -hmm. so cool just seeing his excitement about the same thing that I was, um, yeah, that I was into and just, you know, expressing that excitement. And I think that just as much as it makes us feel joyous and we make them feel joyous too, so... That was a really nice perspective you shared um, about that. I, I guess we can go ahead. We got, what, 10 more minutes. We can go ahead and share something that is, I guess, kind of healing. Um, I'd hate to get into, you know, talking about Till right now, because I feel like that's a conversation we probably could, you know, go into for like 20-some minutes. Or, or what do you think? Do you want to? You want to keep um, it going, or? I mean, we can talk about it. Honestly, it's it's a it's a triggering thing for you know, especially us black people with the past uh, trauma that we've dealt with with racism, um, segregation, things like that. I mean, it's it's hard. You know, they come out with these movies that are based on true stories. You know, year after year, and it it can be very very hard. Um, to deal with, to see it in a picture, you know, to see it on a screen. Um, it's one thing for us to never be there in that time or era, um, but just never to make a movie of it, to paint the people, you know, the kids, I mean, and then the acts that, that come after it, you know, they're so heinous and, you know, violent and very hateful um so i mean it is triggering but i think that everyone needs to know because even even it doesn't matter what your race is you don't have to be black white you know you know you don't have to be anything you just need to know like the history and what happened in this country if you live here um because i feel like that's very important um and yeah so i mean they have this movie coming out you know about emmett till and um it's funny because i've seen the movie that they made, ABC did a movie and they aired it on the, well, it was actually a show. Um, so they did like, they split it up into different episodes. And I mean, that was even, I mean, it was, it was enough, you know, it depicted the whole story of what happened to Emmett Till. And it was so sad, but I always connected with this. I was always really big on history um, when I was, you know, growing up and going into school and, uh, even with African-American history, I was just so intrigued to know 
our history. So mm-hmm. you know, learning about Emmett Till and then learning that he actually died on my birthday. Wow. Like, wow. That was, it was just like so, I don't even know the word for it. I mean, mm. it's home for me because I'm like, wow, you know, they died on the day that I was born. And, wow. but I mean, you know, if you don't know the story, it's about, you know, a young boy, he was about 14 or 15. He went to Mississippi um, to visit his family. Um, it was actually supposed to be a vacation for him because he lived in Chicago at the time. Mm-hmm. With that, you know, he was supposed to be going just to get, you know, get away for the summer. But uh, he was there with his cousins. They went to a corner store um, where it was being uh, ran. I believe it was ran by a white couple. Um, and there was a white woman that was there as a cashier. Um, words were exchanged between Emmett and the cashier. But he didn't understand, you know, what kind of place he was in because he wasn't used to it living mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pretty much unknowingly said some things that were disrespectful and I don't honestly I don't believe that it was disrespectful but back then was you know right because you couldn't even look at somebody golly exactly. yeah so, <clears throat> Yeah, and I mean, she pretty much, you know, was like, "Oh, he whistled at me. He did this. He did that." Told her, told his, uh, told her husband, and and they went looking for him and found him, um, at his uncle's house and took him away, and beat him. Um, uh, they they would, I believe, they beat him, then shot him, mm. Mm. and hung him, didn't they? And then took him out or something. I don't. I think they excessive. Yeah, like they they tied like a barbed wire around his body uh, and and it dumped them in the the lake. Attached to something very heavy, a tire or something. Yeah, it was something. I don't know if it was like a tire or an anchor or something. It was it was a very heavy object. I mean, I believe that he was already dead when they did this, but I mean, he wouldn't have even if he was alive, he wouldn't have been able to make it out of the wire and then what was dragging him down. And so you imagine it's happening to a 14, 15-year-old boy. A baby. Just going into high school. That is just, it's it's so sad. And I mean... Imagine the fear. Yeah, exactly. For him, not knowing what he's... You know, it would be different if he was living there and understood certain things. Like, he had no idea. You, You grow up in the North part of the country that this is not even happening. And you you know, you have little racism here and there, but it's not like the South. So you go to and it's not even like the South, like just like Virginia or something like that. You got Mississippi. A real southern real I mean southern state. Like at that time in the sixties, it wasn't it, no. There was no chance. You it's certain things you just could not do as a black person. It's right. Like looking at women, you know, in a way where she felt it was disrespectful and to get away with, oh, I'm going to tell my husband, I'm going to tell him this is what happened. And then they go look for him and take him. And there was no repercussion for the, for these people at all. And I think I read a story about um, the woman finally coming out as she was in her mm-hmm. old age 
saying she lied, <clears throat> apologizing about like that. Come on. That irked me. Uh, that really talk about a trigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they have the movie coming out to show and um, um, really depict the full thing. And honestly, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. It's just, it's, it's just too much. I don't know. So I, you know, I can, I can see where you're coming from with that. I usually get acquainted with the story. Um, you know, my dad always made sure that I, he loves to read. So um, he basically has a library at home. He always made sure that, honestly, when I was a kid, every hour, like, I read an hour a day. So he'd always, you know, pick a book, and I'd read out loud. It would help with my reading. Um, and then it just allowed me to understand, like, just different little weird facts. But Emmett Till was it was definitely a, a, a huge one. Mm. Um, every time I watch anything on Emmett Till, a movie, a, a show, I always kind of, like, my heart starts to race and it gets to the point where they're knocking on the door, um, coming for him. I mean, I go through a little bit of anxiety. I know it sounds dramatic, but I kind of do. Um, and I get a little fearful of them showing his face because they literally beat that poor boy to a pulp. And it, although I'm glad the mom decided to show the world what, you know, racism can do, it, it, it's still hard, still, yeah. till this day to see. Um, but one thing that really stood out when I watched the trailer was that the director said it's not going to be one of those movies that uh, is going to drown you with sorrow or mm. it's not going to be trauma-inducing like a lot of movies that, you know, have to do with Black people going through struggle you know, such as things, events like slavery or the civil rights movement. It's not going to indulge in that. It's more so going to depict a more brighter scenario, beginning with more joy and ending with joy. Um, so that's why I am kind of um, hopeful yeah. in a sense. Um, it's going to be streaming. I think from what I understand, it's going to either, it's going to come out next month. I believe either October 14th or October 20th. I'm not sure, but, um, I'll, I'll be on the lookout. Um, I, I, I did really, really despise hearing that she lied about it. Um, but that's what they did back then. I, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of them did, did, did lie, whether it was to get back or, you know, whatever it is, whatever their motive was, but I'm not saying in every situation it was a lie, but again, WWP uh, was used quite frequently during this time. I mean, um, that, you know, they still laugh at the same thing, you know? Um, but yeah. I, I know that her coming out and apologizing and saying that it was a lie was confirming, you know, what we already thought, but it didn't make a difference. I mean, she thought- I mean, dead. Yeah, exactly. And then she thought that she was doing something for us. No, what she really was doing no. was doing something for herself. You know that you're old. Okay. You're, you're in your 90s. You're a body you about to, guy. You're about to die. Like, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> so you want to you wanna now come out with the truth to make yourself feel better. Ma'am, you're probably still going to hell, and I'm sorry to say it, but you're probably still going to go to hell. The she is. She, she lied. Lied. 
Yeah. And she was the reason why this happened. Exactly. Trying to defend her honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would he have gone through that if she didn't say these things? She's the one Wouldn't that have... told the, the, the husband, oh, this is what happened. She's sure the one did. that incited information and, and incited the behavior from him and then the brother. So, mm-hmm. and then even the brothers, I want to say that because from the show that I've seen on ABC, they had to go to trial and then they got like acquitted or something like that. It pretty much like, it was like, okay, they were innocent. And then they had came back around in the 90s. And then at that point, they did have to serve. But by that time, they were so old. I think they were like close. One maybe had health issues or something to that degree where it really didn't matter even at that time. Like this was a, an additional 30 something years, you know, that passed. And they were already at that the time that it all happened. Grown. So you add on 30 years and now they're like older and have health issues and barely even going to serve a sentence. You know, it's not real. It's not a real consequence at this point. And he right. made it, you made people believe that that was okay from letting them off on such a horrible, horrific, you know, act. Like it's, just, it's so right. sad. I wish that, you know, I could take a quantum leap into any time, any era, anything, where would I go? And, you know, I said something different from my answer, but, like, I wish that I could go to multiple places. I wish I could do a quantum leap <laughs> multiple times. I would time and, and, and help this boy yeah. out because it's like, what are we doing? Like, you lost complete sight of your humanity, to do something so sad and it was so, evil. yeah, like to a little boy, like it was like, evil. It was evil. Yeah, like you treated him like a grown man, and I mean and that is what's so sad about the entire thing, is because they 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 just care to look grown, at the poor even boy. A grown person doesn't deserve it. I mean, but, still, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's doing yeah, but, to, but to a child, like right, like boy. really. And it's not like you can't tell the boy is young. You can tell. So it's just like, I don't know. These I just hate that there was no there was no mercy shown. And it's not cool. No mercy was shown. None. You know. You'll have so. to let me know like exactly when the movie comes out so that I can I will, it girl. It's gonna be No, it's gonna there? it's gonna be on a streaming service. Um so I gotta oh. find out. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna find out where. See, I think I'll definitely know let you know. I think that they know. You think That's so? Too much of a big. Yeah. What? That was too much for America. <laughs> let me tell you, mm. for America, for you, it was, to... it was a lot. Yes. For 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 them, for all these different countries and, and places that even heard about the story, for us to have to even answer to, you know, why did this happen? Like, that was a bad look on our country. And, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios that happened that was a bad look. But that was one of them. But, no, that was really bad. Cause they, that was a very ugly part of our history. Exactly. Very ugly part of the history. I mean, and, I mean, honestly, when I look back at, the, you know, diff- all the, the 
characters that played out. I mean, had they really painted a, a, a major picture and, and made a movie about it, yeah, they could make these movies, you know, Django, slavery, you know, depictions, and, you know, 12. And those were even triggering, but it wasn't a real, like, because that really happened. But it wasn't like a, a significant, significant, like, oh, this is boiled down to one person that you see something very violent happening, you know, like, right. yeah, 12 years old, we know, we know, like, everybody, like, knows, right. like, slavery happened. But to make a movie about Emmett Till and to right. put the details of what happened in- for the whole right, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. And I can't. I mean, they didn't even make a movie about Martin Luther King yet, or did they? A real movie that was in theaters. They did. Uh, I think they did. I think they did. Did they? I think they did. Okay. I think they did. Yeah. I think they did. Um, was it Selma? Mm. But his about or, his I mean that was that was more yeah I mean that was more so about the march just about Selma right like like a, a real story. He died. I I, I want to say let me see something real quick because I want to say that did transpire. Let me see. Um, I want to say there was a movie. I know they did it about. Uh, I mean, but even still, I don't know. I don't know if there was a depiction. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's yeah. just Selma, from yeah. what I understand. So. Honestly, I don't think that America would do it, but I would, I would, I would, I think that it would be very accountable of America to at least put out a movie and let everyone to see. Um, Because I think that white people, especially with, you know, the idea of not, not putting our history into the curriculum for the students to learn, that Which is crazy. it just is mind-boggling because it's like y'all will go through so many lengths to, to hide the truth keep it, yeah to hide it like why and my thing is like you know if you don't want to lie to your kids you know why why aren't we talking about it you know and, and and you know it's just like let people feel their emotions everybody wants to protect everybody i mean heck things got really heated when roots came out and people felt that stuff. I mean, my dad, he would definitely let me know about, like, when Roots dropped, he was like, it was like they were segregated all over again. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. He's like, it got serious. He's like, it got real. You know what I mean? See, I but never like, really watched Roots. Yeah, I, shoot, I used to watch Roots a lot. I was, we were assigned to watch it in high school. Oh. Yeah, I had a favorite teacher. He was from uh, Great Britain. And he was just, he just made like social studies so freaking interesting. So like, uh, we watched it in his class, I believe if I could recall. And I just kept watching it. Like, you know, so I'm very well acquainted with Roots. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I feel like now I need to watch it. <laughs> all I, I wanted to is see it. Kunta Kinte and that, his, that they named him Toby. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. 
it might be like I just like to me I'm the type like I'm like I want to like watch you know big trademarks in history you know mm-hmm. if you tell me it was a big deal I want to know like yeah I don't I may not know how it felt to you know be growing up during the time or what y'all experienced but I'm curious like how is it so I wanted to know so I watched it I'm check it out I found it on YouTube when I used to watch it but I used to like I watched it like years ago. Mm. I might be able to find it and send you the link. Well, people, listen, all the listeners out there, get into your get into your history, um, whatever that may be, even if you know you're not black, but just know what occurred in your in in the place that you were. Uh, just know know the history and know where you come from as well I mean I just feel like it's not talked about enough and I mean with our country with raising my kids I'm they could they could teach them whatever they want to you know whatever they want to teach them in school I'm gonna be watching the curriculum see what it is that they put out there and I'm gonna then mold them and and also in and feed them from what I know, from from what I've learned, right. because I've also had great teachers growing up that really played a pivotal part, you know, in my life. That yes, me to, me to so much, and you know, it's always the good teachers that don't get enough credit. That really, yep. I mean, have molded people um, to who they are now. Yeah. So. I don't know if we have those anymore. I mean, I feel like our generation is trying to make sure that our our kids have that, um, but it's just not enough. And so I I will be implementing a lot of things at home for my own kids. And I just think that's- And, and, that's, and that's where the true power is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, everybody else does it, you know what I mean? They'll sit here and- teach their kids with you know whatever they feel is best to teach them and you have to do what you can if you feel like the school may not be fully you know representing how they should then heck yeah take control of that because you don't want your kids to be ignorant exactly like who's Emmett Hill (laughs) no (laughs) ma'am you're gonna know it's like what'd you say right yeah exactly well y'all it's been a on that note, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and wrap this. I hope you guys have an amazing Monday. And sure enough, I hope you have an amazing week. Um, having this chat today. Um, so we are going to go ahead and catch you. Neil the Brave signing out. And let's get into it. And have a great week. <laughs> All right. <laughs>